Sweet. Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the Prairie Whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake coming live from a little visit out to Gold Eagle Liquor Store in Libertyville here in a Chicagoland area. I'm uh, all by myself today. Callum's bailed on me. Wilson's bailed on me. But we are here to do another delicious, delicious tasting uh, for the 12 days of barrel picks with Jake from Gold Eagle himself. Hello, thanks well, for having me. Yeah, I'm going to put the microphone up a little mm-hmm. bit as oh, well. perfect. And then uh, Dan from Adventures Club that helped Jake pick uh, these barrels that are sitting in front of us. Hello. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Yeah. Very good. Thanks Ready for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, actually. Yeah, happy Friday. Of course, anytime. Friday, indeed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wish, I wish the, week, the work week was done, but it must continue, and the whiskey must be drank, and let's, here to talk, let's see if we'll be here to talk about it, too. So, um, yeah, which is interesting. We haven't done a big brand yet in the two years we've been doing the 12 days of barrel picks mm-hmm. i don't think yet so i'm excited to do this one um makers is near and dear to my heart really anything underneath the bean suntory portfolio is is great but the best thing about makers in their barrel program is that it's completely unique to almost everybody else out there in the world mm-hmm. absolutely so how many barrel picks have you done with makers in the past um we've done five total what was your first one? First one was uh about a year and a half ago two years ago okay uh-huh um, 2019, when they still had the roasted French Mondian, or I mean, uh, the, yeah, roasted French Mocha Stave. Nice. Uh-huh. nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was sought after. Um, I think get a little bit into, before we talk about these two barrels in front of us, or bottles in front of us, is talk about what you guys are doing as a barrel selecting store, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've really expanded your horizons when it comes to selecting single barrels, mm-hmm. not just from America, but all over the world, finding really unique offerings, and then going from a smaller amount to now over 50, right? Um, we're at 44 this year, oh, so we, our goal was 50, but we... Next year's 50, right? Yeah, I mean, due to like delays and bottling and all that stuff, it's... Did you it, buy 50 this year? We, we definitely did over 50. Okay, uh-huh. that yeah. we'll, we'll count it uh-huh. then, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. but I, I, I said, you know, we came a little short, but we'd rather not sacrifice uh quality for quantity yeah. so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so we're happy with where we're at right now so when did you start um when the proliferation of barrel picks begin for you guys uh well if we want to go way back Let's we started it. picking buffalo trace barrels about 10 years ago okay so we were one of the first stores ever to pick a sazerac barrel um which was buffalo trace nice um and that was before I was involved. My dad tells me stories about how when they came in and had to convince him to pick a Buffalo Trace barrels because it just wasn't a thing to do barrel picks back then. So to take on 30 cases of a bourbon at one time, uh, way before bourbon was you know as hot as it is right now, um, that was a difficult thing to do. That was only 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How things have changed. Things have changed. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We, we should have, have one of those out here right now. We should, right? Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome to have <laughs> the accessibility to it right now. Exactly. Do you have any idea what that cost back then? Um, I'd imagine it's probably around the same price because yeah. Buffalo Trace really hasn't raised yeah. much of their you know prices on anything. Their regular point. offerings, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I, I was just thinking like their price point. Yeah, you pretty much pay the same price for Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. as you did ten years ago. Right. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Huh. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, and then so when you and your brother got involved, mm-hmm. is that kind of when you guys started buying more barrels and expre- exp- branching out more? Yeah, we started doing more barrel picks. Um, you know, as the demand increased and you know a lot of the allocated stuff kind of started to dry up a little bit. Um, you know, we really feel like you can find a single barrel of bourbon just because it doesn't have the marketing or name on the bottle that people are really looking for and it, it can stand out or even exceed um, a lot of these bottles that people are chasing down yeah. or you know looking for on the secondary market and whatnot definitely um, and how long has the adventurers club been doing barrel picks oh since uh, they were 
started off in 2017, and uh, I think they had their first pick, which they shared with another store. Okay. Of uh, 1792, it was a uh, foolproof, fantastic. Nice. Uh, and then yeah, and then you know, progressed from there. Had another barrel pick, then another barrel pick, and then now it's like we can't keep up. And then <laughs> now we have you know we're affiliated with Gold Eagle and. Uh, they're on barrel picks, and we get them involved. They get us involved, and it's a good relationship. Yeah. Are you guys, how big is the membership now? <clears throat> I believe that there's uh, close to 190 actual members that have taken yeah. footsteps within the club. And Actually then there's participating, uh, not just I like think a thousand people. Two thousand. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a Facebook group with about two thousand. Facebook group is about two thousand. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but to be an official member, you have to actually go to a meeting, and then you're officially a member. Actually, yes. hang out, talk yeah. to people, mm-hmm. drink whiskey, don't yeah. just lurk. Be a human being. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a great community. Yeah. It is. It's fun to do that. It's awesome to see like how the whiskey community can come together and band together for so many great causes, like mm-hmm. with single barrel picks as well, all across the country. A lot of groups have been doing too. Um, you guys have done what? You're doing like one a month pretty much? Or two month? Uh, easily, probably one a month, easily. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've done well over 12 this year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And the year before, I think, was probably close to eight. Okay. It wasn't that many. Uh, but yeah, we're progressing. We're getting bigger. Mostly bourbon? You know, all bourbon. All bourbon. All bourbon. Rye. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll do yeah. rye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any certain ryes that have stood out? Yes. Knob Creek Rye. Oh, nice. Knob Creek Love, Rye. Uh, yeah. we, just, we just did a Rossville, Rossville Rye yeah. mm-hmm. that is Benoit. fantastic. Nice. It's so, what, what we like about doing these picks is when you get something that's unique mm-hmm. to everything else that you've tried on the shelf and still good, you know, palatable, and it, that's, that's where we stand out. We try to, yeah. you know, but, you know, we turn down things, too. Mm-hmm. Not everything is perfect. Right. So, and, you know, we are a name, and we have, you know, all these members that buy the bottles. We want to make sure that they like the bottles right. so that they keep buying stuff from us. And true to our palate, they know that, you know, we share the same nuances that they like. So Definitely. Awesome. It actually kind of gets me into a question I had for you, Jake, mm-hmm. um, about one of your latest Instagram posts, how you guys talked about how much you guys turned down mm-hmm. um, in samples this year. Oh, yeah. Was it over 400? 405. Nice. Uh, it's probably give or take a few, um, but right. just going back and remembering all the samples that we tasted, it, yeah, we, we picked 44 barrels this year, turned down 405 samples-ish. Out of all those barrel selections, was there a lot of them that there was kind of like two that were up, you know, or three that were like suitable to be a single barrel for gold eagle or was a lot of them you tasted out like one just stood out among the others you're talking for like each individual yeah, pick yeah uh-huh. yeah i mean sometimes like we get three to five samples and we want all of them we <laughs> yeah. ask if we can pick multiple barrels yeah um that usually happens with like you know your bigger name brands um like old forester barrel proof we would have loved to take all three of those barrels right. but they only limit us to one so um, understandably so yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but no i mean we you know we're the same way with the adventures club if we're putting our name on it um we really stand behind it and we're not going to pick a barrel just to pick barrels and mm-hmm. stack up quantities like we want good quality spirit in there obviously so. so do you think a lot of those barrels that you turned down could be single barrels for maybe yourself if you had the availability for it or for other stores other groups i know yeah i mean a lot of the barrels we turned down like i've seen get released in other local stores we've had barrel you know barrel numbers and we'll keep track of everything Mm -hmm. that we've tried and then all of a sudden another store will pop up and (laughs) we're like oh that's that one barrel Mm -hmm. oh boy do you you guys look for those to buy them yourself 
No. No, the opposite. We yeah, we, we know not to buy it because mm-hmm. we turned it down. Okay. Yeah. Well, I still know if there's one that was like, you know, number on one. On the cusp. Yeah, and number two got mm-hmm. turned down, but you liked it a lot. There's, sure. yeah. yeah, so there's always someone in the group that's really heavily on, you know, an outsider barrel. Yeah. Um, just because it's funky in one way or unique in a way. Um, or if, if you're in, I mean, you know, we're, everyone's palate's not going to agree on every barrel pick. Every, I'm not, all 44 of our barrel picks aren't for everyone, yeah. you know. They, they're very good barrels, and they're very selectively chosen, but, um, you know, everyone's palate's different. So every once in a while, there's a barrel that, you know, five out of the six people will turn down, but that one person really, really wants that barrel. And we've had, uh, you know, people chase down single barrels uh, in that situation before and get them shipped to us and whatnot. But, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see, like, how people, you know, a, a brand, a group, whatever, a store would just want a barrel pick from like a certain distillery just to have that clout, but it might not even be a quality barrel or mm-hmm. like the best that you could find out there, but you just kind of want to have that on your shelf. Yeah. And it gets back to people like just chasing name brands or allocated brands mm-hmm. instead of identifying really great whiskey that could mm-hmm. be a single barrel, for example, yeah. that costs way less than going to find those allocated mm-hmm. whiskeys out there. Is it something that you guys have focused on too is about bringing people into good whiskey that doesn't have to be something that's sought after. A hundred percent. And that's, that's why we're so passionate about our barrel pick program is because we get people every single day asking for all the allocated stuff (laughs) that, you know, if you really tried everything out there, I'd I'd bet you a lot of those people wouldn't be chasing those allocated bourbons because there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff sitting on the shelf and there's a lot of single barrels out there that far exceed the quality that are in those allocated bottles but people do want them because the name mm-hmm. uh, they can bring it to a party and you know look like it's a more of a trophy on yeah it's, it's, it's more of a trophy shelf. thing yeah mm-hmm. that's a great way of putting it yeah. um and it's funny too with the accessibility of some of these singles single barrels being out there more than these allocated whiskeys and mm-hmm. it's a single barrel there's right. only like 220 or something like right. that yeah. of these individual mm-hmm. bottles and then people are chasing these other whiskeys that mm-hmm. you can't find or you're paying way 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 above the srp mm-hmm. correct which really isn't worth it in my opinion to that point when you're paying a thousand dollars for a whiskey that's $75. Yeah. There's so much good whiskey out there. Oh, yeah. There's no reason to ever pay secondary or chase down yeah. those unicorn bottles. Like, there's so much good stuff. Yeah. All now. the time I can say we, we do blinds mm-hmm. so that we mm-hmm. can try it. Point. Mm-hmm. We talk about it. What we you say, what just would doing you... before the podcast? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What would we pay for that bottle, not knowing what it is? What, you know, how, how much do we like it? You know, out of 10, you know, I like it 7.5, whatever the case. And then, uh, then you reveal it, and you're like, "Oh my God, no way!" Mm-hmm. That's, that's and then Jake's how, like, "I still got six on the show." <laughs> <laughs> I'll that's take. How, I'll that's take how five. every uh, adventure club meeting starts. Yes, right. You, yes. They oh. always give everyone that shows up two blinds. Okay. Um, you know, say which one you like better, and usually it's an off-the-shelfer, cheaper uh-huh. bottle, and then versus something allocated. And you'd be very surprised how many times everyone likes the off-the-shelf cheaper bottle over the yeah. allocated bottle yes i did that the other night just with buffalo trace and uh eagle rare and just you know that'd be a fun thing to do at a bar that doesn't have a huge selection of whiskey and my friend's yeah. a bartender i'm like mm-hmm. let's, let's let's have some fun I'm like give me give me eagle rare give me a buffalo trace separate glasses mm-hmm. don't tell me which one's which and mm-hmm. i actually liked buffalo trace more just yeah, I eagle, and, I, I might, and i thought i liked eagle rare better mm-hmm. you know and then yeah. you actually try it yeah. i mean they're both sort of in the same price range it's a lot harder For the to find price, they're both great whiskeys oh, yeah. yes. definitely yeah just you can't find one of them as much right. anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> well mm-hmm. both of them depending on what yeah. state you live in too mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it's a different situation. We'll, we'll stick with Maker's Mark instead of Sazerac mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, take us, take us into these two uh, barrel picks that you have here in front of us. Yeah, so we have two different uh, Maker's Mark blends here. Um, we're huge fans of Maker's Mark. I, I really believe it's the coolest barrel pick experience that I've been a part of. It's a four to five hour long blending process to finally come up with your final blend that you want bottled. Um, but so these are super unique because the stave profile, so we'll, we'll reverse a little bit. When you're picking a Maker's Mark barrel, um, you're choosing how many of each finishing staves you want mm-hmm. in the barrel for the last eight weeks. Um, so you're tasting each stave on its own, you blend it together, and then once you find one that you really like, they repeat that blend by putting you know the stave combination in there that you chose. Uh, So it's not really a single barrel selection. It's more of a create your own blend type of thing. But it's a four to five hour long experience of tasting whiskey, blending. Uh, So you can get pretty buzzed during this barrel (laughs) pick. Yeah, I was going to say, make sure you Uber. Yeah, definitely need an Uber for this. I'm sure there's only a handful of people out there listening who've actually had this experience. Mm -hmm. Like, take us into it. Like, where do you start at from the very beginning with all this? Why don't you go into that, Dan? Yeah, please. Oh, just like after you already created the gentlemen to come here whoever the the salesman is Mm -hmm. for yeah so we sit down uh they'll line up you'll have a like a stave in front of you that holds x amount of glasses of uh glencairns and then he'll fill them all up with that stave including the makers 46 correct but first you you taste makers you taste makers cash drink you taste makers 46 and you get the history on makers mark and a lot of history yeah, which is super cool. There's a lot of little facts that nobody, I didn't, I never knew before going through that experience. But then, like what? Like um, yeah. Just with like the the whole like Maker's Mark, they're never gonna change the product. Okay. Right. So they're always gonna take. Yeah. So you know, people always ask, how come you don't come out with an age statement? Uh, how come you don't do this, do that? But Maker's is so true to one mash bill, yeah. one aging process, and then once it's done aging what can we do to make it unique mm. so that's why they came out with the cash strength that's why they came out with the makers 46 that's why they came out with the 101 proof um they never want to they're not going to switch the match bill they're never going to change the aging process they're going to take makers mark and then what can we do with makers mark to make it unique from that point on and create different whiskeys available off the shelf yeah so that that's pretty cool um also the the history with the farm um and you know creating the label all that stuff essentially um, creating the brand ambassador program for for whiskey in general right a hundred percent so they you know it's easy for another company to do single barrel selections because they have all these different barrels now while makers has all these different barrels that's taking away from the makers brand to do a single barrel because Mm -hmm. they need every barrel to blend to create that consistent flavor profile right so in order to jump into the single barrel game uh they came out with the private select program where you're you're creating your own blend and using different finishing staves when did that program start do you know i think three or four years ago yeah yeah Uh I'm pretty sure that Dave stole, like, borrowed the idea of Maker's Mark to start Star Wars, like, with that yeah. foundation. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but, this, mm-hmm. but we'll leave it there with that. Um, mm-hmm. So then how did you choose your staves? Uh, it's it's really trial and error. Yeah, so right? there was eight of us. Mm-hmm. Eight of us, yeah, we're all sitting around, and we all start playing around, tasting different things, and then, you know, what do we think would be good? Mm-hmm. So then we'd come up with an idea, each one of us. The gentleman would mix mix it up with a little mixology mm-hmm. and he'll bring it back to us and then all of us 
and we all sample it. Mm. How do you like that? Oh, that's good. But you know what? Maybe, maybe let's do the uh, uh, roasted French oak mm -hmm. in there, and we'll and we'll get another stave of that in there, and we'll take something else out. And then all of a sudden, we're like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. But then think about eight people doing that, eight different ones, and then coming up with like what we like, what we don't like, and then saying, hey, okay, you know what? This is one, two, and three. We had to narrow it down to three. Mm -hmm. And then from there was back and forth, so, back and forth. Yeah, that, that's why you need an Uber. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got eight people creating a different combination. You're tasting all eight of those. And then not only are you trying to narrow it down, but you're also trying to think, okay, well, what if we did this to this blend, added one stave of this, take away one stave of that. So right. there's a lot of tasting and blending going on before you get your final. Literally millions of combinations. Mm -hmm. But we did, uh, we, we picked about eight, like you said, um, mm -hmm. and then we narrowed it down to a couple and then uh, blinded them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did a blind. Not knowing yeah, whose was what. Um, just to see, you know, fresh mind, fresh palate, um, what we think is the best off of those blinds. I think we came down to a 50-50. We did. To uh -huh. two of them. How many yeah. guys? Mm -hmm. Eight. Eight. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that 50-50, we're like, oh, man. And then the, the gentleman's like, you guys could have both barrels. Mm -hmm. And then we thought about it, I think, pretty quickly, and we decided alien versus predator. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> that that's cool, but the, the most unique thing, the coolest this thing the about coolest these part. barrels is the final two blends that we all like the best were only one stave apart so oh, really there's a thousand and one different combinations that you can do with the makers mark private select yeah um and our two combinations were one stave apart but they tasted pretty different right so part of the reason why we did two barrels was because we wanted people to see mm -hmm. if you take the exact same combination switch one little thing up the flavor profile can be vastly different and that's just all the science and all that stuff playing into the aging process um which is very cool to see yeah that's the reason i'm glad you brought that up because that's the reason why i wanted to start this series of podcasts last mm -hmm. year to show how much an individual single barrel shows like the ethos of a company mm -hmm. it's just a foundation of where you're beginning right and then batching marrying your red whiskeys together to make it consistent finding that consistency through diversity of casts mm -hmm. culture anything the rick house where it's at in there or with these two like basically they're right next to each other tastes com completely different and mm -hmm. it shows all that matriculation of science going through all the way from the very beam process of this distillation all the way down into the barrel aging and then bottling at the end of the day mm -hmm. it's the magic of whiskey yeah we yeah. like to think that we're really good at the mixing part but it's really it's trial and error <laughs> yeah, yeah right right yeah. right it yeah. is it's really, it really is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody out there go do it yourself so yeah. i mean after you know 30 drinks you're like yeah that's really good do you worry about that with palate fatigue when you're tasting so many whiskeys Yes and no, but we're in the same genre, so it's not like we're bouncing around from like you know a different brand, you know where it, it, one is a rye and one is a, a weeder mm -hmm. and one is a you know a, anything else. Right, the, it's a good point. Yeah, no single malts and added in yeah, there. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah, but I will say after my first experience of picking a maker's blend, you try to not even taste the regular makers because you you do need to save your palate for the end. The end is where it gets difficult because you've tried you right. know, 10 to 15 different blends and then you need to pick one final winner or two in this case so what so how does that process go for you guys just is just trial and error then at that point yeah and yeah. then the vote at the end mm -hmm. yeah 
simple as that. And then you went left with two barrels instead of one. Mm-hmm. That's why <laughs> it's yeah, five well, hours long. Every every time we've done this, we've ended up picking two barrels, except for one time, just because okay. yeah, when when. When you taste that many different pours, yeah. it's hard to just pick one. There's a lot of good whiskey being drank, so right. Yeah. Did the club buy most of these bottles, or was it kind of in the store into the club? Or? Um, yeah, it was a little. They bought a little less than half. Which, if we did one barrel, they probably would have taken the whole thing. But uh, you know, each bottles aren't. They're not as cheap as other makers mark and they're definitely worth the price like yeah. you're getting a premium whiskey what's the price on uh, 69.99 oh, it's not bad though yeah no standard considering uh, yeah it's, it's, it's cash strength all the work uh, you guys went through to do that i mean yeah. come yeah. on yeah. blood sweat and right. tears guys come mm-hmm. on now yeah give it back with that little payment into the mm-hmm. bottle <laughs> oh no that's awesome though mm-hmm. um so which one are we gonna try first um so we got alien <laughs> on the left we got them. predator <laughs> on the right <laughs> i've just been nosing one of them uh-huh. i haven't nosed any yet uh let's see here uh, there's definitely that foundation, that tradition of Maker's Mark on the nose, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still there. But you can tell it's uh, almost like a higher spice level, maybe, too, or something. Like, definitely get one a higher spice. One of them is a higher spice, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the one with the added stave. Mm-hmm. So maybe we, let me list off the staves. So yeah, please. Yeah, go for it. Baked American Pure, uh, seared French Cuvée, Maker's 46, Roasted French Mondion and Toasted French Spice. So out of those five staves, you get to choose the combination. You get to pick nine staves out yep. of those five. So the Alien has one Baked American Pure, two Seared French Cuvée, two Makers 46, four Roasted French Mondion, and one Toasted French Spice. And that's Predator or Alien? That's Alien. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Predator has zero Baked American Pure, which is that's the only difference two seared French cuvee, two Maker's 46, four roasted French Mondiant, and then two uh, roasted French spice or toasted French spice, <laughs> which uh, two two of those ex- instead of one, and then no baked American pure. So that's the one stave difference is we're swapping out one of the baked American pure staves on the Alien blend and turning it into a toasted French spice on the Predator blend. And you really think you can taste the difference when you're trying all of those. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you tell us. You, you, haven't, tell you us. haven't tried these yet. Yeah, I haven't let us, tried let us know what yet. you think. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but yeah, we, we all got such a, I mean, it's a, it's the same whiskey. And again, it's one stave difference. So you're not going to get like a, like, Dan said a rye versus a weeded or you know high corn they're going to be on the same overall profile but it's you can definitely tell they're two different whiskeys yeah mm-hmm. i think the one i'm trying right now is a spicier one for sure which i love it's you i'm getting like, the one on the right or the left? yeah right i'm getting like a, okay. a clovey mm-hmm. kind of a yeah. cardamom do you even try the one on the left yet i haven't no one knows okay. it so i was gonna say yeah you're you're spot on Okay. The, yeah. yeah, the one on the right is I mean, often it, It's amazing yeah. how much how well the nose matches the palate too on mm-hmm. the right. Mm-hmm. So this is this is alien. Yeah, right. The one on the right. No, uh, the one on the right's predator. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. just going off the title, mm-hmm. Alien vs Predator. So that's my yeah, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, cool. No, it's interesting though how like there's that we did factor in there for sure, mm-hmm. but it's just covered up in like so much more uh, like almost like Christmas spice in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a or- like this nice is. This is one of those where you blind someone and it's it's pretty tough to guess that it's a weeded because uh, they're all those extra staves on the finishing process add a yeah. good amount of spice. Like, I get this could confuse as a single malt in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it, I mean, there's like this orange, like a uh, like a little cuties kind yeah. of brine yeah, to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. So why this one was this the fa- one of the favorites that stood out when you guys were blending all these? This one was. Um, I think it was the, the so again we have people that like different things and that's good you want that you want you want a uh, 
options and what other people like. Variety. So, variety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we went with that one because they were headstrong on that. And then the other one, we were back and forth between two other ones, but then we decided on, so Alien is the other one. Now, smelling it, it's going to be a little sweeter. And then on the palate, it's a little creamier, mm -hmm. a little more milk chocolate. Um, creamier, but there's one thing about it that made us like, oh my God, that is awesome. Which brought us back to like old Blanton's. So if you... And, and I hate to bring a, a Buffalo Trace product in there, but the Do old, it. like, early 90s Blantons had this bubblegum. Yeah. Like, dusty bubblegum, like, out of a baseball pack. Yeah. That's it. Definitely. So you get that on there, and that's like, oh, my God. But also, like, you put that glass down now almost 30 seconds, and you're still tasting it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. That's oh, yeah. a good burn. It lingers. That's what you want. I agree. It's, um, the spice is so consistent throughout Predator, um, but with Alien, it's, like, uh, more of, like, a dessert, like yes. you said. Mm -hmm. um, it's yes. I, Bubble gum for sure. I was thinking like a little bit of toffee in there. But can, mm -hmm. can you just, that's one stave difference. I know, and right. it's two different animals. Like, Very different. Same proof? Same proof. Yep. Jesus. Yep. That's crazy. 109 and 109.1. You, you would never guess that, tasting mm -hmm. those blindly. Like, mm -hmm. No. You would think that Predator's probably 10 to 12 percentage points higher. Yeah. I would I would guess like they're both around 95 to 100 proof. Wow. And people tasting like that Midwinter Night's Drum, I'd like to put it up against this. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely. Oh, man. This is, I mean, I think that's just really, it's almost like undeniable to see what Makers is doing with a single barrel program now. Like, why wouldn't you want one of these? Like, yeah. the experience mm -hmm. you bring in there, now these two different barrels, but you're going to get so much variety. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what the other six tasted like compared to these two. Yeah. Was it, were, but these two are the predominant ones. Another one else really stood out, I guess. It, it, was, it was pretty, from what I remember, it was pretty I came in easy to pick two or three out yeah. of the initial eight that we did. Yeah. Okay. Um... I mean, there, there's just so much variety in these staves that it's it's very easy to hit or miss. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so once you once you taste the final blends, you can pick out, all right, this just did not work, this worked. Uh, but then going back and editing the blends to try them again, that's where it gets a little tricky because right. you try to take one thing away and add one thing, and it might completely change the overall flavor profile. Uh, so that's, that's pretty cool, too. It's... I know it's, it's like uh, chemistry. <laughs> it, it, really is. Is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. I know the palate's ever changing. There's so many things that go into affecting your palate on mm -hmm. a given day. But when you're choosing one for next year, possibly, would you want to do something completely different, or kind of is it just matter of so, what happens at the end of the day doing yeah, that five-hour process? It's, it's kind of just what happens. But what's cool about the makers program is they every year they take away one stave and That's they right. add a new stave. So this year, the roasted French Mondiant was the new stave, mm -hmm. which it's, uh, if you don't know what a roasted French Mondiant is, it's like a French chocolate uh, with nuts, different types of nuts in mm -hmm. there. So it's a very milky, chocolatey, nutty mm -hmm. type of flavor. And being that it was the new stave and we picked these right when that new stave came out, we wanted to feature those because okay. we knew there would be some demand for it's that really, new stave. really interesting how that both these whiskeys have that flavor profile, mm -hmm. but in completely different ways. Right. Like mm -hmm. so much more soothing in this one, yeah. more spicier mm -hmm. and just like, uh, like a little bit more grit. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. yeah. a good word for it. So it, it the, using one stave as a dominant stave gives it a great base, and then you kind of finesse with the other staves on what combination you want to add in. So you're kind of building it around that one Built, Yeah, we, one we wanted to focus around, like, one stave. So when you try Smart. all – after you try the regular makers and the cast strength, you try each stave on its own. Um, so you kind of pick out one or two that you really like there mm -hmm. and want to feature in the final blend and build around that. 
Is there any other distillery that's offering something along the lines that Makers is? Not necessarily the whole experience of choosing your stays, but mm-hmm. that whole interaction you can have for multiple hours while choosing your barrel? Not that I know of. Angel's Envy used yeah. to do like a blending, create your own blend of Angel's Envy, and they stopped that about five, six years ago. Uh, but this is the only barrel pick that I can think of that you can actually create a blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a blend. Is yeah. this the group's mm-hmm. first barrel picks with Makers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the experience overall? So we were actually. There's a lot of people. I mean, makers is like everybody gets it off the shelf. So I didn't want to like, say it, but yeah, everybody they is didn't like do you it. know they were they were a little I thought I on edge about, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And in uh, we did it, and it turned out to be awesome. I, I told you. I know you multiple do people it. that bought multiple bottles, including right. myself, mm-hmm. and because it's really good. And it's like knowing what makers work mark is off the shelf two three years ago. You know, you kind of put that in the back burner. It sits in the back of the bourbon bunker. It's a mixing. You yeah, know, it's yeah, a, you yeah. buy a handle, it's, and it's a, it's a great bourbon. Uncle Charlie comes over and goes, Scary the old makers. It's yeah. a useful tool okay. always to have on your back bar. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 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 So you always have that, but it's like, eh, I always pass on it to drink all the other new stuff that came mm-hmm. up that week, you know? Yeah. So, you know, then we, Jake really talked us into it, and this, we did it, and we loved it. And we'll be doing more for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Was it just that whole experience that turned it around? Yeah. Nothing well, before that. I mean, that's. I mean, that, that, again, we don't know everything, so right. We're learning stuff. We're trying new things, and I mean, I think that's the whole bourbon experience in yeah. itself. I was mm-hmm. just gonna say yeah. that. I think there's a lot of people that could learn from that lesson in the bourbon world, <laughs> like mm-hmm. where everyone has pretty high egos, and like you said, builds a collection of trophies. Mm-hmm. Is it something you're actually drinking? Is it something that you're actually investing in the community with, building a community, having conversation with people about it, or is it just something to put on Instagram for likes? Right. Mm-hmm. Which is tough, but yeah. um, I hope with conversations like this, people are more open-minded. Even just reaching for a single barrel at your local liquor store or wherever you find a single barrel of makers and seeing what the experience is, tasting it compared to a regular bottles of ma- bottle of makers, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a great whiskey. Just that we're also like adapt to it, and there's thousands and thousands of whiskeys every year coming out that mm-hmm. you want to try and go around and find, but you don't have to also go search for it through 21 liquor stores and mm-hmm. spend, you know, $1,200 for it. Correct. Yeah, you'd, you'd be surprised how many people ask me for something unique, and I start talking about the Maker's Private Selects, mm. and then they kind of shrug it off, like, oh, it's Maker's Mark. You yeah. know, it's, it's <laughs> my, my wife used to work for Beam Centauri. Mm-hmm. Um, she recently left after, like, six years or so, and she had, like, a certain amount of money to spend with her Beam Bucks, mm-hmm. and uh, we were going to liquor stores and you know buying just whatever we could find that was cool mm-hmm. with whiskey under the portfolio and i was like oh we should get this beam or get this maker's uh private select and she's like really i'm like yeah they're awesome mm-hmm. and she was like hesitant towards it and she actually worked for the company <laughs> she ran their social media mm-hmm. but maybe that was part of the reason why too who knows um but yeah it was it's funny how you could just have to like anything you see as a mainstay you must have to reconvert people to it mm-hmm. people been, because makers has their drinkers has their loyalty obviously and you know we're a part of that i think in a way we probably always have makers in our back bar but yeah. are we always drink reaching for it and drinking it and sharing with people like we do with other whiskeys as you just mentioned so yes. yeah and mm-hmm. having a going back to store picks yeah over you know what an offering from buffalo trace or something like that which is usually a batched bourbon that people are chasing after you're depending on a liquor store or a bourbon club Definitely. or mm-hmm. the, the whoever. You have to trust who you're, who's, who picked it. Trust mm-hmm. it. But yeah. as a pick, they're getting these single barrels, which one barrel right next to the <laughs> other could be completely different, just oh, yeah. like what's in our two glasses. 
and yet, you know, then you're getting that one single one. That and, and a lot of my friends that are growing into bourbon, I try to explain what a store pick is. Well, okay. What's a store pick? Well, here's that you want that. Like, and here's why. And I'll, I'll pull out mm-hmm. six different yeah. store picks of like things they thought they didn't like, and also like, wow. I was like, yeah, because it's one single barrel. We right. got to pick out that one barrel that was unique in its own way. Absolutely. So no, it's amazing how I, that's. One of my favorite parts of my job as being a brand ambassador is showing how these individual, like let's say I have six picks in front of me, this would all make up this one bottle right here of Nova if it was thrown into a batch of 23 barrels. But when you take it out, it shows the expression on each different level, how, what wood profile it is, what char level it is, where it's sitting in the warehouse. It's all these little intricacies and nuances that come into developing whiskey and it's an appreciation that has to be grown with it. And I guess the only way you kind of learn that is through drinking and conversation. Yes. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else we should know about these picks before I go do a tasting? Um, no, I don't think so. Any other uh, store picks coming out anytime soon? A lot. Yeah? Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. What do we got on deck? Um, we've got an Elijah Craig barrel proof. Oh. we got a Old Forester barrel proof. we got a Weller Second full one. proof. we got a one. Eagle Rare. Weller full proof? Uh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. How many Eagle yeah. Rares have you done? Uh, we've done two. Two. Mm-hmm. This will be the third. Be se- no, this will be our second. Second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of Buffalo seconds Trace here. on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Which will be our forty-first Buffalo Trace barrel. So pick. you've done 40, 44 mm-hmm. in that ten-year span. Uh, well, forty. So this one will be a forty-one. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Nice. From Buffalo Trace of, of Buffalo Trace bourbon. Nice. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, gosh, almost four a year then on average. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, when the program started, it used to be we could have as much as we want. We How many pick did, a you, barrel of did you take? Trace. Well, we took what we could sell, which was only about four a year, because okay. there wasn't that demand. And now you're getting one a year. Now we're getting one a year. Uh, and two years ago, we got four barrels at one time, and they all sold out within a couple of weeks. Surprise! Um, took that long. Right. I mean, now if we got four barrels at once, <laughs> they'd be gone the same day. Right. But this was kind of right at the cusp of where bourbon was really starting to take off yeah. and yeah we had four barrels sitting here for two or three good weeks actually before we turn off the mics how did uh, ventures club come into contact with gold eagle and make that relationship that this makes it right very here. easy because that would be i mm-hmm. uh as i travel around all of illinois in sales i stopped in here as a hunter for bourbon and then, you know, all of a sudden, I was like, oh man, look at all these store picks. Like, yeah. Look at what they have on the shelf, a lot more to offer. I know we're out here in Libertyville, but wow. And it's, you know, it's a bigger store. Like, from the outside, you don't realize how big this store is until you come inside. I mean, we're sitting at a bar right. inside of a liquor store. I mean, how cool is that? Slashy. And, and so, yeah, so I, anyway, so I was new to the club as well. So mm. it was like, I was really excited about it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I got to talking to Jake, not knowing he was the owner. He just looks like a guy that works here. Young guy, and uh, then also I found out he's part one of the owners and talking to him. And he's like, Oh, you know, this would be a good fit, you know. And I'm talking to the admin of our club, uh, TJ, and I was like, Hey, I think that we need to like maybe try to get in here. Like, let's let's we could work something out. And long story short, here we are, yeah. And uh, you know, and it was actually it took some work on me because I kept telling TJ, like, Oh, I'll call him, I don't know, like, I. And then talking to him, I'm like, you guys got to start talking. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> this guy when he first yeah. came in. I'm like, who is this who is dude this trying to bag? get me involved with this bourbon club? Bourbon what is club. this? How many picks were you doing a year Trying back to take then? my bourbon. Um, that was like right when we really started ramping things up. I think we did like 25 or 30 okay. that year. Uh, last year we did 
just under 40, yeah. I think. And then this year, almost at 50. Nice. So, but 50 is a good number. We're not going to try and go higher than that. I thought you told me 60 at one point, but yeah. we were on track to do 60 this okay. year. Yeah. Uh, but shipping delays and supply chain issues, yeah. like we're hearing bottles are having. Uh, so my company bought a bottle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Back in April, and we were like, oh yeah, just get it a couple weeks. It's Woodford Reserve, no problem. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, a couple months go by, and like, hey, what's up? And it was like reaching out to his reps, and all of a sudden, it was like, oh, it sounds like they're not going to be able to get bottles in time. So we wanted to pass them out for Christmas presents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't get them in time. So we still bought the barrel whenever it comes in. Hopefully, beginning. We, we literally happy picked Valentine's. This, we first this, quarter of next. <laughs> yeah. First quarter it, was, next it was a barrel we, we picked in March, and it's it was, wasn't their fault. So I hate yeah. to, you know, put any shade on them, but. I think it, people the, know by this point, like yeah, what's going on in the, the world. The barrel was emptied. It was sitting in a in a vat, ready to be bottled, uh, and they could not get the glass. Yeah, it's happened. That's the only the thing shortage. that held it up. Uh, yeah, a local distillery here in Chicago or Illinois, they had the same problem, and they're like waiting for glass to bottle mm-hmm. everything. Glass yes. shows up broken. Well, some people wow. might notice some of their bourbons uh, that they go for. Uh, the bottles have changed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Oh yeah, look at this different different bottle. A lot of the big distillers even have switched to like plastic on some of their bottles. Yeah. Jim Beam switched to plastic That's handles right. for a I little know. bit. In um, college, I was always told never trust a plastic bottle of. <laughs> Vodka. Who is that wise person that told you that? Because that's yeah. a very Don't true trust statement. A plastic bottle, anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah. yeah. No. It's. Uh, tell me all about it. Shipping uh, whiskey across the world isn't the easiest thing either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're all dealing with it, but all coming together and drinking good whiskey and hopefully having some good laughs during the holiday season. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I'm glad we can have the perspective of a purveyor, a club on this, because it's something we're trying to bring together with makers, purveyors, brand ambassadors, even a couple influencers that have done some picks with a store that way, too. So get the whole kind of combination of who's buying these barrels and who's drinking these barrels. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. should be. Everyone here. should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come buy, uh, yeah. Come buy some more uh, Gold Eagle picks because right. they're all pretty tasty, mm-hmm. except yeah. for uh, Castle and Key. <laughs> Whoa, Wilson, 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 Wilson. <laughs> Haven't got that one yet, have you? Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, and have a great rest thank of your night. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah thank you. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anytime. We'll, would love to do it again. Actually, I would love to record one of your guys' uh, group meetings because I think it's be really cool watching you guys notice things and seeing what you're drinking, understanding what you're drinking, and kind of comparing. That's what we should do. We Anytime should time just have a, a blind. Like, just let's just sit here and drink things blind We're and just, reveal just them. Just set up the mics in a meeting and just yeah. see what we can pick out from it yeah i could know? we could put up mics next to the groups of people i can narrate it from like one corner of the mm-hmm. room um with another co-host if they ever want to show up to the podcast anymore <laughs> as, as jake asked me are you just kind of doing the podcast by yourself these days <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing you guys underneath the bus wilson and Callum. Yeah. um but you know what uh we'll figure it out i have a new puppy she can be the producer or nice. the co-host of the podcast i guess mm-hmm. you know go that way but nice. i would love to do that with ventures club mm-hmm. um we've been talking about that actually we before have, yeah so. no, we'll, we got to set it up yeah for sure be great mm-hmm. well um guys thanks again Thank uh Everybody out there, enjoy the rest of your holiday season. And uh, we'll be back um, tomorrow with another episode of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks because we're doing 12 podcasts in 12 days. Yes, I'm an idiot. Um, But we're going out there and trying to do it real hard. So I appreciate you uh, listening, and I hope you actually are learning something from these podcasts because I know I am. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers.